The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, we'll, we'll talk about matters domestic because it was a big day in Ireland for lots of people getting their college offers or maybe not so in some situations. Three courses for students with the maximum points. Uh, some students not offered a place because they were so oversubscribed. Uh, and, and this, of course, brings to an end this cycle of, of leaving certs that were out of the norm uh, because of COVID in 1920, in 2020, 2021 and 2022. But of course, the suggestion that we would go back to the way things were, I think, uh, has been uh, uh, scrapped. Any idea we might do that. The Leaving Cert is going to change. The question is, how might it change and how do we do so uh, fairly, fairly for the students and fairly for the teachers as well? Brian Mooney is with me. Brian is a guidance counsellor and he's an Irish Times education columnist. Brian, what changes are definitely on the agenda? Well, obviously, we are going to have to get away from a situation where you're adding additional marks to bring the students in line with the students from previous years. Because what people don't realize is this afternoon, although there were 48,000 current Leaving Cert students excitedly waiting to see whether they were going to get an offer or not, and thank God most of them did, um, there were also 10 to 12,000 students from previous years who were similarly waiting, many of them from last year and the year before. And the same will apply in 2023. So we have to ensure that the, there is a level playing field in relation to, you know, the students who are competing from places. So what the department would talk about is, you know, kind of this glide path in which we get from the high points which have been generated by all of the circumstances for the last three years back to a more pre-2019 scenario where students' work will not have to be um, enhanced or the quality of the grade enhanced so as to enable them to compete fairly with students who are in the competition from previous years. So obviously the Minister has decided that obviously the uh, certain adjustments on the papers to make them easier will continue, but that the final decision on what they will be will be made in the coming weeks. But they will have reduction in the papers next year. And whatever the outcome in terms of the actual marks that will be awarded to students as a result of the marking process, it care will be taken to ensure that they don't end up substantially below this year's so as to create an unfairness. But how many years it would take you to gradually unwind that, mm. we don't know. It could be four or five years in the UK. They've decided to do it over two years which is a very dramatic reduction. And as a result of that, many students were disappointed in the UK this summer because they didn't get offers because so many students got at them last year that the colleges were literally packed out. Mm. So th- th- it sounds like there's, there's not going to be a pain-free way of dealing with this, is there? Well, th- the reason we had to enhance the points this year was because we had to bring this year's students in line with last year's. Yeah. Now we have three years, as you pointed out at the beginning of this piece, where we have enhanced points And in any given year, you know, you could have up to 15,000 students from previous years competing for places. And you can't create a situation where there's an unfairness to the current Leaving Cert class, which in this case will now become 2023. Um, So you have to do that. But how do you do it? Okay, we solved this year's problems. We brought 2022 in line with 2021. And it was a very complex process. And it delayed the release of the Leaving Cert results by weeks as well as the fact that the State Exams Commission found it inordinately difficult this year to recruit teachers to mark the scripts, 
which is becoming a progressively more difficult problem every year. There seems to be a cultural change, maybe among younger teachers. They don't want to lock themselves down for the whole month of July. Maybe they want to recharge the batteries during the summer and correcting exam scripts is certainly not a way of recharging your batteries. So how do we end up correcting the vast volume of paperwork we generate every June if, in fact, we have a reluctance? And that comes to one of the minister's proposals, which was we would have a form of ongoing assessment of students okay. during the two years of the well, leaving let, Let's talk about that uh, as well then, because uh, in tandem with this uh, effort to kind of unwind the points inflation, there is reform yeah. and there is a reform agenda. So yes. do, do we have any idea what that might look like? Or, or rather, do we have any idea what the end goal is? Has anyone clearly enunciated this is exactly how we want the Leaving Cert to look and operate in 10 years' time? Well, I think there is a feeling that having everything banking on a terminal exam, you know, is unhealthy and it's not really a good way of assessing students. But as we know, for many, many years now, the Leaving Cert has been changing. And every time a curriculum is, is adjusted or a new curriculum is launched or a revised curriculum, we're finding that more and more components of it are part of the continuous assessment process. I mean, if you look at the new physical education curriculum or the new um, computer science curriculum, these courses will have ongoing assessment. The only issue, and it's the one that the teachers' unions are really, really determined not to give in on, is that if there is going to be ongoing assessment, the actual assessment is done by people other than the classroom teacher who is actually teaching the students. Now, look, if we look at the last two years of the COVID experience, teachers gave marks, but technically the decision as to the final mark was made within the State Examinations Commission. So there's probably a bit of wriggle room there for the um, State Exams Commission, the Department of Education, the teacher unions, to come up with a model whereby we will have a form of continuous assessment Mm. in which students' work over the two years of the Leaving Cert will be assessed gradually and then there will obviously be a terminal exam but maybe not the volume of um, work generated in the in june and we've had the proposal obviously that paper one in english and irish will now take place at the end of fifth year but um, one of the things i would point out and i don't think it has been part of the debate um, you know, there is this concern among teachers that obviously because they, you know, in the local community, etc., because of the pressure that parents may want to put on, they don't want to be involved in being seen to determine the student's final mark. But we have a further education system, and in many schools, the further education or PLC classes are just one year ahead of the Leaving Cert class. Yeah. And in those scenarios, the entire assessment process is done by the classroom teacher. Okay, it's validated and it is overseen by QQI. And those people who get those QQI awards get high point course offers every single beginning of August every year, thousands of them. So it is a really high status decision by the teacher. And nobody to me has raised any issues or any concerns about the fact that these teachers are giving awards in the modules on an ongoing basis, which determine whether these students get into science in UCD, Bess in Trinity, commerce in UCD, or whatever, and it's not an issue. So I think, you know, maybe we're a bit hung up on this this issue about the concern about how parents or students might perceive if I actually have some decision-making capacity in relation to a student's let me, let, let me introduce level. Miriam Duggan, who's president of the ASTI. Miriam, if we accept that the vision, and we don't know exactly what it will look like, but it's some form of continuous assessment, certainly much more continuous assessment than currently exists. What concerns have you as a union over moving to that model? Well, the first thing to say is that there are aspects 
of the Minister's announcements that we do welcome, obviously not the manner in which it was done and the lack of consultation, but we like the retention of a broad curriculum. We like the use of second and third components, which we already have, as Brian was saying. Um, um, we are very pleased that she has ensured greater access or is going to ensure greater access to TY because ASTI was instrumental in the setting up of, of Transition Year in 1993. But there are things that we do want. We would like to see any change to senior cycle being the result of rigorous and independent research and meaningful consultation with stakeholders. And in particular, we believe that the professional voice of teachers must be central to any change process. We believe there needs to be proper resourcing as well. Uh, with coming around to the exams itself, one of the things we're very strong on is that the integrity of the exams must be retained. Because as it is now, parents, students and teachers, and I know it's not without its difficulties, but people trust in this process. They have um, um, confidence that it's a fair and objective and transparent system. So we'd like to make sure that that is retained. And um, Brian is right. It, it is very a very strong principle of ours that we will not assess um, our students for state certification, not for the simplistic reasons necessarily that Brian was putting forward, um, but it's more fundamental than that. We have a particular relationship with our students, uh, which is hugely important to us. And we are their champions. We're not their judges. Mm. We do assess them, but it's not for state certification. So we would be concerned about the impact on the relationship that would be had in the classroom. Have you, have uh, you, uh, have you a suggestion, Miriam, an alternative suggestion as to how continuous assessment might work, but the individual teacher of that student being assessed would not be the one doing the assessing? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a number of ways that it can be done, uh, that they'd be externally examined. That's already what happens with the second components. So, I mean, if you look at it now, in music, 50% of the exam is done um, as, as practical, and that's externally marked. Uh, if you look at modern foreign language, it's 45%, all of which is externally marked. Construction studies at ordinary level is 60%, and that's externally marked. And the School of Heinze in Irish is 40%. The Aural is, is, is uh, 15% at higher okay. level. 30, all externally marked. Brian, Brian, can I go back to Brian on that, Miriam? Brian, I mean, if, if yes. the, the model is there, the externally marked continuous assessment model, is that not what we should chase? Well, the, the point of that is, you know, these components are obviously done through external assessment. But you, you are going to, if you're going to have um, a model of external that the minister talking about, about 40% of each subject, you know, actually building that capacity as to who is going to be doing all this external assessment. I mean, we had a situation where, for instance, in the Oral Irish, um, where effectively you have, as you know, previously to this year, the orals would have taken place in school time. So you would have teachers coming out of their own classes, going to other schools, doing the oral assessment to other students. Now, obviously, this year they moved it to Easter, which effectively meant that the students weren't missing time with their own teachers um, and that there was a lot of resistance from that. Some of the members of the ASTI were not happy. 
to have to do that assessment in their own time in Easter and they want to move back. So you have a problem that if you're going to have people doing external assessment for other people's students, are they going to be doing it during teaching time? Are they going to be doing it outside of term time? Is it going to be disruptive of their own classroom teaching? You know, we don't as yet have a model, but I come back to the point I'm making that, you know, we have a further education system where effectively teachers are assessing their own students Mm. for very high status decisions where they're getting places in the top points faculties across the country. And they don't seem to have a problem with this So, you know, even though I myself have been a member of the ASTI all my life as a teacher, I I wonder whether, in fact, you know, it is absolutely certain that we have to remain completely detached from the assessment process. If we look again what happened during COVID, effectively teachers gave marks, but those marks were adjusted up and down by the State Exams Commission. So the ultimate decision uh, rested with the State Exams Commission. And maybe there is some wriggle room in there whereby teachers can give an opinion, but the actual decision is taken. Let me just give a a final word to Miriam. Miriam, what what about that? From a lifelong ASTI member, no less, that suggestion. Um, Well, we are open to looking at things, but it is a red line for us. Can I say one thing about the Easter Easter orals, just to say that um, those Easter orals were were difficult for a number of reasons. First of all, because uh, we had said to the Department of Education it was a one-off. We had put on the green jersey because of the pandemic. So it's very concerning to us to discover that things like, say, for example, involving ourselves in predictive calculated grades because of the emergency is now being translated into what's now the work practice. That is a concern. But also from the students' point of view, um, students were exhausted after the Easter and they came back more stressed and they came back more tense. I, I, I take the minister's idea um, that we're, we're trying to reduce the stress in students. But putting the orals and the practical exams okay. well, is a very effective week in Easter, isn't it? All right. Well, listen, 53106, the text number. I know lots of people have uh, strong views on the Leaving Cert and questions of Leaving Cert reform. I'd love to hear some of those views. Like I say, 53106, the text number. Brian Mooney, Guidance Counselor and Irish Times Education Columnist and Miriam Duggan, President of the ASTI. Thank you both very much for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.